don't, don't fucking no. tell me what to do, Jade. No, I'm talking to the computer, <laughs> not you. Shut up, wait your okay. turn. Um, <laughs> if there's any noticeable background noise, and I don't think there will be, because I know from the past that the Audacity is pretty good about removing it, but if you hear the sound of a fan in the back directly behind me and the microphone, it's because there is a fan. Because it's hot. Because, I don't know, the weather went from being, like, between 40 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit last week to being, like, 70 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and now it's it's dropped back down to 60, but it's still pretty fucking hot. Um, I, I wish I could be that guy that was like, oh, you don't know what hot really is. But no, no, well, you don't know what cold like, really is. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Like... It gets in the 20s sometimes here. Yeah. That's like a few days a year. Yeah. I mean, we get in like zero or lower a few days a year. Yeah. And and also because I, you know, work in the cold side of the grocery store, I'm in 30 degrees all the time and zero degrees anytime I have to go into the freezer. Well, that just means you're used to it, so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm used to the cold and I'm not used to heat. Like, it gets up. To, you know into the 80s and i feel too hot and 90s it's way too hot and if it gets up to 100 then you know i'm just gonna lay down and do nothing until this stops so jade is definitely an ice type pokemon yeah because of my habitat um yeah you know, the whatever um they want to call the new england region of the pokemon world i'm i'm that regional uh, variant of i believe that's unova <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, Unova is a little bit farther south of New England, I think. It's more than New York State area, but yeah, supposedly. But also, I mean, with also all the there's weird a desert. climate shit that goes on, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got a desert and you know one of those great old American castles there in Unova. Yeah. Um, to be fair, if if they were to build a castle, it would be mm. in the northeast. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, probably have the best terrain for it and the yeah. closest timeline-wise to castle builders moving from or, Europe to this part of the world. Or it'd be like it, like somewhere around Los Angeles, just so mm. they could film stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess like Mayan pyramids are kind of like uh, castles in a way. They're big stone structures. That's true. Like, they're not, like, fortified, though. Mm. At least to my knowledge. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, they're... I think they're more ceremonial than defensive. Yeah. Um, but, no, that wasn't the, the, the intro bit that I thought up, you know, like, a second before we started recording. <laughs> that is, I uh, that, <laughs> Yeah, well, because then I started talking about, you know, temperature and stuff. Um, yeah. Is... The, and we need to just take a quick vote on which of us is the Jelly Bingus and which of us is the Jelly Bombs. <laughs> you have to say it with the... Um, uh, jelly off- Bingus. <laughs> jelly Bongus. Yeah. For with context, the, go watch... <laughs> what's it? Something about horse adventures from Game Grumps? Oh, horse Club Adventures, I think. Yeah. Um, the, yep. it, it's the the accent isn't offensive because it's not an accent that actually exists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's like um, Mexican Swedish maybe. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Sealand. Yeah. Um. Um. Okay, I think I am the Jelly Bingus. Hmm. Okay, so I guess Be- I'm the Jelly Bongus. Yes, because I, I think my name fits more with Jelly Bingus, and you fit more with Jelly Bongus. Okay. Okay, so I get to be the horse. Yes. Yeah. Everyone um, gets to ride me. <laughs> <laughs> you you get to participate in the horse races, and also, if I wash your hooves, you go faster. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't go fast with dirty hooves. <laughs> right. That, that's not how horses work, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with those hoof fingers. Sure thing. Um. Yep. Also, uh, let's see. I have seen Doctor Strange and the Mom. Um, and you haven't seen it yet, but you said it's okay for me to talk about it. Yeah, I want to hear about it. Yeah, it is funny. I don't. I, I'm wondering now if it is intentional that the Multiverse of Madness can be abbreviated Mom. Because it is a story about a mom who goes fucking crazy because she's Wanda and her character is now just obsessed with getting her children back by stealing them from another multiverse. Uh, You know, disregarding that they belong to another version of Wanda in that other universe, even though that's brought up and then brought up again as the way that they convince her to knock it off. It so they're, seems they're doing... fucking obvious, but you know they they need a movie, so she's got to so be they, an idiot. They're doing Spider Verse, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's been pointed out. It is just the plot of Spider Verse. Wanda is the kingpin, and uh, Doctor Strange and America Chavez, who is the vehicle for multiversal travel in this movie. Uh, they have to go hop around the multiverse and meet other Doctor Stranges and other superhero cameos and stuff um, while Wanda is trying to steal her kids from another universe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, like, you'd think that with uh, multiversal um, stories, they can come up with a plot that isn't exactly one that they did four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they didn't do it, but that yeah, but is the, like one of the most popular su- superhero movies ever. Uh, yeah, you know, it's also funny that you, like this movie got delayed twice, and then managed uh, at least twice, maybe three times, and then managed to come out on Mother's Day weekend, when it is a story where the subtitle can be abbreviated "Mom," and it's about a crazy mom who is the villain. Like, that's, hmm. I don't know, it seems intentional. It seems like Metroid Other M, where the subtitle is just Mother, but they ripped the M off and stuck it at the, the back of the word to make it sound weird. That's <laughs> um, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> at least Doctor Strange doesn't talk about the baby. Uh, instead, he talks about his old girlfriend, who he never cared about, who he suddenly cares about again and feels really bad that yeah. they didn't get together. 
And then he travels yeah, the I multiverse mean, and finds out no version of him ever got together with her, but still seems to think that they belong together, and it's a tragedy that they we, had to be separate. I mean, he cared about her through, like, half of his own movie. Mm. Um, just not in any of the other material he was in. Yeah, and even in his own movie, it's like he... It's like they had a relationship, but she broke it off because he was too self-absorbed, and he continued... Like, he learned selflessness by the end of the movie, but kind of, like... Like, relationship didn't really factor into that. He went from being a guy who only cares about himself to a guy who's willing to die many, many times to save everyone in the world collectively. But, you know, none mm. of that translates to, oh, I want to share my life with this one person. Yeah. That, that wasn't really a thing for him, you know, in anything we've seen up to this point, aside from that one stupid episode of What If. Um which I know a lot of people liked, but I will continue to say it's stupid because it is, um, where he's obsessively trying to stop her from... I mean, like, stop her from dying, which I could see in his perfectionist, you know, wanting to prevent this failure that he had of a person died on his watch. But that wasn't the way they framed it. It was that he loved her so much that he had to try to save her no matter how many demons he had to eat. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a very good sentence too. But um, okay, so <clears throat> I guess I should get into the plot. Do you have any questions before I start the plot? Um, how Raimi was it? Um, it feels like a script. I mean, it definitely was a script that existed before Raimi came on board. So it's kind of a mess honestly i feel like it will be regarded as like the new iron man 2 or thor the dark world as a movie that just exists to service maybe some larger plot mostly it's just fun mindless action most of where the rainy shines through is in like the cinematography um like some of the action scenes there there's a thing you know, to jump right to the ending, um, Doctor Strange is on another, you know, multiversal plane and has to, you know, go save America Chavez from Wanda who's trying to sacrifice her to open a multiversal portal or something, or, like, absorb her multiverse powers. Wow. So, in order for Doctor Strange to get back there, he, like, <clears throat> mind travels into a dead version of himself that they left behind on regular earth who is now partly decayed so there's a zombie doctor strange who very much has that like evil dead aesthetic of like being like a campy horror zombie um <laughs> controlled by doctor strange and doing magic wow. stuff he like sucks up a whole bunch of demons and turns him into a big ghostly demon cape that he's like flying around on cool so, like, I think, yeah, like, overall, like, the movie is just, you know, it's it's fine. Like, it has a lot of fun moments and scenes, but they all come together to make something that's just like, yeah, that was fine. It's like Iron Man 2. It, it, it's not bad to watch. It maybe doesn't leave much of an impression afterward, but... 
Yeah, that, that's a weird thing for a movie called Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the the only really... Like, they, they do go to a couple multiverses, but there's only one of them that's really memorable, um, which is the Illuminati scene that everybody's talked about. Um, uh, Illuminati confirmed. Yep. Um, but okay, let's see. It's been a week since I've seen it, so the plot... Okay, so it starts off in media res uh, with a different version of Doctor Strange in the middle of a big action chase scene trying to protect America Chavez, a character we've never met and don't care about, um, from a big CGI ghost thing, I guess. They're running through a bunch of multi-dimensional crap and trying to get to the Book of Vashanti, this glowing... The, the good book, the book that will counter the bad book, that is, you know, what a lot of the plot hinges on. Um, they're trying to go get this good book that can stop all the curses that the bad book made. Um, but they can't quite get there. So this Doctor Strange decides he's going to absorb America Chavez's powers and just do the whole thing himself. And she freaks out and opens a portal and sucks both of them to the main Earth, which, as of this movie, is officially confirmed to be 616, which is also the name of the main continuity in the comics, which is only confusing if you're, like, a deep nerd who (laughs) knows that the MCU universe is, like, universe 20,000 or something uh, yeah. which doesn't matter they're, it just so, basically so confirms comic, that yeah they're never comic going to continuity be... and movie continuity just aren't the same yeah comics and movies will never meet up because the, the movies are treating themselves as an adaptation of the comics they're not you know together in a shared multiverse but it doesn't matter um, so yeah, so the the two of them end up on Earth 616. Uh, that Doctor Strange dies, and the Doctor Strange that we know buries him. Although I think first, before before we find out that that Doctor Strange dies, we cut to you know our Doctor Strange. He's waking up from a nightmare, which was that opening scene, because it's later explained that all the dreams that people have in the MCU are actually them seeing into the multiverse the uh, dreams are your other variants doing things and you're just experiencing their memories uh, so 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 like when tony stark was having nightmares about the world ending. Yep. <laughs> yep yeah that, that, <laughs> that was other worlds that ended that tony That's was so seeing. stupid yep <laughs> yep i assume it's a plot point that they are going to drop and never bring up again but it's just a tidbit you can remember that anytime someone has a dream in the mcu they're actually seeing a multiversal variant of themselves i i wonder what other characters dreams we might have seen that i can't remember you just have to go uh, back and watch all 40 movies and tv shows (laughs) i'm i might (laughs) for that reason yeah just see what multiverses they dreamed about uh, no, he wakes up from a nightmare and remembers, oh no, I gotta get... Actually, I don't think he was running late. He made it there on plenty of time. He he has to go attend the wedding of his old girlfriend from Doctor Strange 1, who's marrying a guy who I don't know if they even gave his name. She's just marrying some guy. Um, and he's there, and there's also another doctor uh, there who I guess... John Jameson. 
Um, yeah, nah, nah. Maybe. <laughs> could be. Who knows? Um, I was just saying that. Yeah, it could <clears throat> be. Um, now, there's, there's another doctor there who I completely forgot was even in the first movie. I guess he was... He, he's the other doctor who Doctor Strange thinks is a shitty doctor, but eventually trusts him. Like, that guy is there just for this one scene in the church where he's being mopey because his cats died while he was snapped out of existence by the blip. Um, and then he's like, oh, Doctor Strange, you you saved the world, but you didn't get the girl. Like, okay. Sure. Like, th- <laughs> thanks, Dick. Yeah. Very insightful dude who is here for this one scene. and Yeah, and that's kind of... Like, it's a very weak motivation, but it is the motive, like the character arc that Doctor Strange is given in this movie, is that he feels like he makes the hard choices, but also has, you know, like he said, that he has to live with the consequence of never getting together with Christine. I think is her. Like I, I keep forgetting her name. I keep thinking Clarice, and it's yeah. like, no, that's Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, Christine. <clears throat> she's actually a car. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's a car in human form. She she might be a car in a multiversal variant. Maybe it's the car <laughs> yeah. Christine that killed the Christine in the dark Doctor Strange thing. And that's that's why cars kept hunting her because it was Christine the car. Like the, the time was... they didn't get in the car and she just walked out in the street and got hit by a car. It was Christine. <laughs> I w- I was gonna go with that. The whole thing is actually a Stephen King uh, story. <laughs> it could but be. I mean, you think it's the, funnier? Yeah, they got the horror, the campy horror elements in there. Um, so, uh, okay. So yeah, so he is like he's feeling bad that he didn't get together with her, but that it was necessary because he's got to make the selfless choices and stuff, and. Um, like she and a lot of other people keep asking him, are you happy? As if that's, you know, another part of his arc is, you know, that he's supposed to be happy and he isn't. Um, so this is just a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they got Raimi to do it and everything. So, like, he he has to learn that with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that... Um, I think he's learned that. He just has to deal with the consequences of his you know great power and responsibility getting in the way of whatever sort of human life he might have wanted to have okay so it's spider-man 2 yeah at least it's the good one yeah or the the really good one like i guess it is kind of spider-man 2 because the first action scene is the wedding is happening and then suddenly oh no there's people screaming in the street because there is a big space octopus like one-eyed space nice. octopus that's chasing America Chavez around, um, and I think that's where the other Doctor Strange died. He died like early in that fight, and then this Doctor Strange comes in to the rescue, and they have basically the Doctor Octopus fighting up the side of a building fight, except it's with um, the the big space alien octopus instead. But yeah, Doctor Strange and Wong and America Chavez are fighting the octopus on the side of a building and then he kills it by throwing a lamppost through its eye because nice. they're 
you know, getting away with as much violence as you can in a PG-13 movie in this. It's still PG-13, but it gets a lot gorier than uh, MCU stuff usually does. Um, is there any moments of, like, abject horror, like when um, Doc Ock murders all the doctors? Kinda. Um, some of the stuff with Wanda later in the movie. This, it, it, I don't know... I mean, like, in the, like, Doc, Doc Ock murdering all the doctors was a horror scene, but also kind of cheesy and over the top, and there's scenes like that with Wanda, one where she murders a bunch of people, that, well, we'll get to that, and another one where she's, like, follow, like, kind of, uh, like, serial killer stalker Jason style, just, like, walking down this, you know, hallway tunnel area where like dr strange and america are running from her and they're like closing doors behind her and she's just blowing them open with her magic um so yeah there's some scenes like that um i guess yeah um yeah i I was just curious when you said um that they're trying to get away with a lot Mm. Because that sounds like a Remy thing to do. Just throw a bunch of gory uh, stuff yeah. in there whenever he can. Yeah. I mean, when they kill the, the space monster <clears throat> thing, he takes a lamppost, stabs it in the eye, and then pulls the eyeball out. Um, and it's a big CGI oh. alien, but it is an eyeball that gets ripped out. So, that's... He went straight God of War on him. Yeah. Um... Yep, so America Chavez is scared of Doctor Strange for a while because she thinks he's going to betray her like the other one did. Um, because that's kind of a thing that Doctor Stranges do because they always think what they're doing is the right thing. Um, Illuminati there's even, confirmed. <laughs> there's even kind of an implication that when he said there was only one outcome that would work in Infinity War, he was ruling out another outcome that could have involved him sacrificing himself to i guess undo the snap or whatever uh that it didn't have to be iron man that was the one that died it could have been him but he didn't allow that possibility but that's not a thing they really dig into it's just a like implication that that could have happened it's all right tony deserved to die his contract was coming up yeah he was his contract had already run out and they were paying him a lot of (laughs) money to be in everything from like civil war onward yeah um, I mean, not not like they couldn't have afforded. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd make all that money back, but um, yeah. let's see. Okay, so so yeah, so they they talk about multiverse stuff. Um, uh, let's see. They mention No Way Home. Originally, this movie was supposed to come out before No Way Home, so they mentioned No Way Home briefly, just to say like. I think, like, they mentioned Spider-Man, and America Chavez doesn't recognize that, which could be because of the spell, or could just be she just hasn't run into a Spider-Man in any of the universes she's been to. Um, Her multiverse traveling powers, she hasn't quite mastered them yet, so they just kind of happen in moments of stress. Um, That's her arc, is mastering Mm -hmm. her powers by the end. Um, There's an SCP like that, where a guy just randomly goes between universes and pops back. Mm. 
not important. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I was just thinking about it. I mean, she's still... I know she's a thing from the comics. I've never read any of her comics. She just feels weird because it's a person whose name is America. She wears a blue vest with white stars on it, and her power is she can punch... Yeah. Holes in like star-shaped holes in reality that open paths to other realities. Because every time her power kicks in, it's a big, blue, sparkly, five-pointed star, and it's mm. a path to another universe. It, it's does she fight weird. for truth, justice, in the American way? <laughs> no, no. Aside from the name and the aesthetic, she doesn't really do any patriotic type stuff we've got captain america for that anyway yeah it's like you, you ever thought about how weird wonder woman's outfit is in context mm. yeah she's a greek ancient greek who i think wears stars and stripes yeah <laughs> I, I think the argument was oh you're going to america we need you to wear the colors of the people who you're going to and I, that's their I know excuse for why she wears all american colors yeah I, I know that that was an excuse that they use, but I, I kind of figured that was just made like 30 years later. Probably, um, yeah. Not not the original one. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume it was a retcon. Um, yeah. Although it is funny, like, what, you know, like some of the superheroes, when they just, like, they wear red, white, and blue, like, if it doesn't have the stars with it, they could be French. You know, that, that's the France flag's colors. Um or or Russian, yeah, or, or Russian, or Australian, or British, or yeah, th- th- yeah. There's a lot of places that have red, white, and blue as their flag colors. Um, yeah, like the the their big primary colors. Yeah, um, like it, it's not like the whole color theory thing with superheroes is like you have them wear like white and blue. You have the villains wear like. What what is it? Green and yellow or purple? Yeah, like, I, there's a lot of green and purple villains, especially in Spider-Man. Yeah, like that. That way, it's just easy to tell them apart, like at a glance. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not huge on like what color theory means, but yeah, I know that it exists. Yeah. Um. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> let's see. Okay, so so then uh, Doctor Strange goes to Wanda for help because he's like, you know magic, you know other kinds of magic than the kinds of magic I know. And she's like, yeah, uh, hey, why don't you bring America Chavez to me to protect her? And he's like, wait, I didn't tell you what her name was. And she's like, oh, fuck. And that's when they reveal that she's the bad guy. Yeah. So they just Wanda's an idiot. They just get right to that. <laughs> Which, it's kind of nice that they don't drag it out, revealing that she's the bad guy. She just, like, in their first conversation, accidentally drops, oops, I know more than I should. Yeah, I'm the bad guy. I'm trying to kidnap her. Um, because I've been using the Darkhold, which is this, the evil book, uh, the bad book, and, um, it has shown me glimpses of other multiverses where, uh, my children exist, and I want to go steal them. Um, and I need to steal America's, uh, multiverse powers so I can go, uh, steal my children from other me, which they bring up to, like, she, they set up a defense, uh, comratage to protect America from the, um, Scarlet Witch, and she, you know, pretty easily gets through that, although it is a, you know, kind of cool action scene, 
and then they bring up like wait so haven't you thought about like if you go to another universe there's going to be another you there who cares about these children of yours and she kind of stops and then dr strange attacks her while her guard is down because he's an idiot and they need a movie (laughs) so instead of letting it sink in the lesson that sinks in by the end where she realizes oh the other me cares about my children too maybe i shouldn't take them away from her um yeah, okay, they, Wanda. They just, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just dragged this whole movie out with her just murdering tons and tons of people on her way to try to find another version of her kids that she can kidnap. I I hate when the the villain revelation that ends it is just so fucking obvious. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I do like that Scarlet Witch is just blatantly the villain though because. Mm. That, that was a thing that they couldn't really do in WandaVision. Like, they did, they obviously didn't want to pull that trigger. Yeah. And that's why they, and they, they put a lot of, like, obscuring factors in. Yeah, and they don't address Vision at all in the movie. There's no... Really? No no Vision appearances in any sort. It It's weird, because she, she says, like, she's seen all these other universes and her children exist in all of them except for the main one. Um, but... Like, one, okay, so I guess she didn't find a multiverse where her kids exist, but she's dead. So that she could go there to be for, be there for those kids. Because that seems like that'd be fine. Um, and also didn't, apparently didn't find any universes where Vision existed, at least that they showed us. Because they couldn't get Paul Bettany for this production, I guess. Um, so. That's sad. Yeah, so, okay, so they, they set up the big defense of Comertage, uh, have the fight, uh, talk her down and then fight her again, and then America opens up a portal and she and Doctor Strange get pulled through to the universe where we spend the most time, which is one where, um, they, they find a statue of Doctor Strange and they're told that he died fighting Thanos, um, that isn't entirely true. They find out later, they, they get captured and taken in by this universe's version of the Avengers, I guess, called the Illuminati, which are, um, let's see, there's, in the trailer, they show um, Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, except he's yeah. playing apparently the cartoon version, because he's got the yellow metal wheelchair, and he does some of the gestures, like... When he's doing his telepathy, he, like, holds one hand up to his temple and holds another one out, and there's these little, like, psychic waves coming out of his head. Um, <laughs> it's cheesy in a really fun way. Uh, also, they do, like, uh, some of the like musical it. cues for, like, the da 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 Nice. So, yeah, so he's playing that. I mean, otherwise, he's, he's Patrick Stewart playing Xavier. He does the same, you know, wise saying wise old man stuff um yeah and let's see there's uh don't remember her name the the friend that captain marvel had the one whose daughter is getting powers in wandavision um Um, um, rambo yeah forget her first name yeah yeah she is the captain marvel of this universe oh that's Um, awesome Captain Carter is here. Not entirely oh. clear if it's the what if version or just another one that happens to look like the what if version. Um, let's see. Um, 
Mordo has taken Doctor Strange's place since he died. Um, and Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV show is here in full costume with a little tuning fork on his head. Uh, same actors. <laughs> um, also, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. I didn't realize that was a popular fan casting. Apparently it is, and people lost their shit when they saw it. But yeah, Mr. Fantastic is part of this Illuminati group. Um, I, I, I feel like Mr. Fantastic doesn't really look like anything. So, I mean, you could make any, like, yeah, he, middle-aged white dude be him. Yeah, he's just, he's a guy, he's got some gray on the sides of his head, and he's maybe got a, you know, not quite a full beard, like a speckly beard, maybe, depending yeah. how disheveled they want him to look. Um, so he, he looks like Doctor Strange, except uh, stretchy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the costume looks decent. Uh, so, okay, so all of them are there in their big council chamber thing, and they explain to Doctor Strange that what really happened is that, um, their Doctor Strange, I think he used the Darkhold or something, he, like, tapped into some deep evil magics to defeat Thanos, but was worried about being corrupted by it or something, and so willingly let himself be killed by Black Bolt, um, who, you know, does his supersonic voice thing and he just says i'm sorry and sonic waves come out and obliterate that doctor strange man the the sonic the second sonic movie is dark mm. well i mean the third sonic movie is the one that's gonna have shadow the hedgehog so uh, just wait for that um, that's not gonna be dark it's gonna be edgy mm. yeah <laughs> I, I wonder if he'll have a gun i wonder if he'll say damn <laughs> he should say damn a few times Maybe even what, shit. What is it? Was this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they just scream "damn" at the top of their lungs because they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they also have to say "what the shell" instead of "what the hell." Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So then, so they they. Capture Doctor Strange and they say, well, because all Doctor Stranges are kind of selfish bastards, we can't trust you, so we're going to keep you locked up with these magical handcuffs that, you know, like anti-magical handcuffs that keep your, your magic locked up. Um, also, they got America Chavez locked up because, you know, they're studying her and finding out what her deal is. Uh, so Wanda use Wanda in the main universe uses the dark hold to do this thing called dream walking where you can inhabit the body of an alternate universe version of yourself and puppet around for a limited time so she uses that on this universe on the illuminati universe's wanda and has her go in and just like murder everyone in that building which is where the uh. closest i guess other closest thing to like the big horror gore scene except it's also pretty fun scene is when you know this group of illuminati go to confront wanda in their compound and like at first black bolt's just gonna speak a word and blow her up and then she makes his mouth disappear so he speaks a word into his closed head and blows out his own brain and his skull caves in and he dies. What the actual fuck? And then Mr. Fantastic tries to do his elastic thing, and she basically rips him up like string cheese, and then pops his head. So, 
he dies. Um, so she just has the reality stone. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, except she's doing it for real. It's not an illusion. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, they do say she's. I mean, she uses red magic and has reality warping powers. So even though her powers came from the mind stone, I guess she's really got like reality stone powers. Um, yeah. So yeah. So then that leaves Captain Carter and Captain Marvel, and they last a bit longer in the fight, even though Captain Marvel's only got a jetpack and super strength as her powers. But, um, yeah, she gets, uh, cut in half with her own shield. So, she's dead. And then Captain Marvel gets a statue dropped on her. That's probably not enough to kill her, but it is enough to take her out of the fight. Um, and then, yeah, then Doctor Strange gets in a fight with Mordo, and that's how he manages to break the cuffs off. And, um... Xavier goes to confront Wanda as she's about to finally reach America, and um, they have like a psychic battle where he he like goes inside her head and tries to speak to the Wanda who's being possessed to get her to come out and take control of her body back. But then Scarlet Witch Wanda um, snaps his neck in the dream world, which snaps his neck in the real world, so he dies. Um, this is a very, this is like maybe the most comic book thing that's ever happened in the MCU. Yeah, it, it is hands down the best scene in the movie. Um, I mean, the rest of the movie, it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so all that happens and then they have the like chase scene where she's, you know, being the serial killer, stalking them down the tunnel as they're trying to slam every door to stop her. Um, and then end up Doctor Strange finds like the they get to like a part of the tunnel. It's like under some kind of you know lake or something because there's like water dripping in, and so he caves it in on top of Wanda to like just wash her down the tunnel. Um, and then yeah, so they escape, and I think around that time, um, one of the uh, sorcerers back in Kamratage who managed to survive stabs and destroys the Darkhold, which cuts Wanda off from, you know, all the dream-traveling stuff. Uh, but she ends up torturing Wong into taking her to the, um, place where the Darkhold was originally created, which is a big stone temple up in a snowy mountain, where, like, all the Darkhold spells are, like, written into the walls. Um... Wong would never. He he does because she was threatening to kill like five other students, um, uh. if he didn't. So so he takes her there. I think partly expecting to be able to you know kill her at the right time, but that doesn't quite happen. Um, but like yeah, they get there. There's these like big four kind of demon looking guys who come out of the dark and it looks like there's going to be a fight, but actually they just all bow to Scarlet Witch because they have a big carving of Scarlet Witch and this place was, you know, built for the coming of, future coming of the Scarlet Witch who will be their god or something. Um, so, yeah, so she finds whatever spell she needs so she can keep doing dream travel. Um, Doctor Strange and America Chavez and the Illuminati Universe's version of Christine who is, like, a scientist. Um, 
they they all go like they're trying to find that you know the good book the book of ashanti to counter all of wanda's shit um they end up going to another universe that was destroyed from some kind of multiversal incursion thing um but the um sanctum sanctorum is still there and there's still a doctor strange living in it who seems a lot like the evil doctor strange from what if but he might not be that specific one he's just (laughs) another evil doctor strange who has a third eye in his forehead and they have a musical fight because it's Danny Elfman doing the music, and so they're going to get a little self-indulgent. And they do like a fight where they're throwing musical notes back and forth at each other. It's, it's very Fantasia, but also like the music in the background is, you know, like swelling and counterpointing and everything. That sounds awesome. And then, um, I think I think he kills that Doctor Strange. And then, you know, finds out that, well, I don't know. At some some point, America got captured by Wanda because they've got her back on the mountain and she's trying to drain her powers and stuff. And that's when Doctor Strange decides he's going to use the Darkhold to possess the dead version of himself back on the main Earth so he can become a zombie Doctor Strange and make a cape of demons and, and go to confront Wanda only to realize that he doesn't have to be in control of everything and will, you know, give America the emotional push that she needs. You know, that, like, you just need to believe in yourself and you can do your (laughs) your powers and that's enough to get her to be able to do the powers she couldn't do up to this point. Um, And so she... Oh, anime. Yeah, and then she uses her powers to open up a portal to show Wanda the universe with i think it might might have been the illuminati universe again the one where you know there was a version of herself who's like beaten and bruised from having her body piloted around and used to kill the illuminati and like she goes in like tries to you know get her kids to go on her side but the kids are just scared of her and scared for their mom you know their universe's version of their mom um and that's when it finally finally fucking sets in for wanda that maybe she shouldn't be doing this um and i hate that <laughs> and then yeah so now that she's learned the error of her ways she collapses the entire mountain onto herself presumably killing her but maybe not because it's comic books and you know no it's yeah she's not she's not gonna be dead after that let's be real yeah if any if, if yeah they might just bring another universe version in who knows but Yeah, she dropped a mountain on herself, and everybody else got away, and America Chavez learned to use her powers. Also, I forgot to mention, back when they were on Illuminati World, there's this, like, technology thing they find that you can see, like, step on a pad, and it'll show you your memories. So, like, Doctor Strange steps on it, and he sees the time he went on a date with Christine, and got that watch that broke, that was, I guess, important metaphorically or something um and then america steps on it and we see a memory of her planet where the gay characters that this movie got banned over show up and it's just that she has two moms they don't like kiss or anything she's just she's she's there as a kid with the two moms in a field 
and uh, then her powers accidentally kick in and suck her mom's off to another universe, and she doesn't know if they're dead or not, and um, so now that her powers are in her control at the end of the movie, she's hoping to go find them. I don't know if or when they'll ever get around to that, but cool yeah she's you know we got gay characters who do nothing and probably got cut out of some of the international versions i'm sure the chinese version doesn't even have that scene and they replace the word moms with parents but yeah yeah but don't don't worry they'll be they'll be there in the disney plus show that just they just won't air everywhere Mm. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That will have no far-reaching implications on anything. Yeah, maybe she'll show up in the Ms. Marvel show, because they're both teenage girls. I don't know. She'll show up in Loki. Yeah, maybe. I know they're making a season two of Loki. Yeah, that that seems like a thing that could happen. Mm. Yeah, I'll keep all the multiversal nonsense into the things that deal with multiversal yeah. nonsense. Yeah. See, like that—that's—that's that's what still feels weird to me. Like all this is going on, and Hawkeye is just killing some dudes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It feels like the larger implications. There's a lot of multiverse stuff going on, which people think is building up to Secret Wars, and then there's a few ground level things that seem to be building up to like a Dark Avengers. And I think Hawkeye is on that side of things with Black Widow. And, um, Falcon and the Cold Boy. And, um, yeah, like, the, the, those characters are all part of this plot of, you know, this Avengers-like characters, but they're a little more morally gray, who seem to be coming together under, uh, What's-Your-Face, the one who's been recruiting them in those shows. Um, Elaine. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> um, so yeah and i think i don't remember oh and then after uh after wanda collapses the tower on herself and everyone goes home and it's a happy ending then we get a you know very sam raimi like right before cut to credits dr strange he's like you know walking down the street everything's fine and then he drops down his knees and starts screaming and a third eye opens in his forehead and then cut to credits. Cool. And then, um, middle of the credits, he's on the street again. You've gotten that third eye thing under control, I guess. And then a multiverse portal opens up. And who's this? It's Charlize Theron playing character who is not named, but you find out if you Google it, it's Clea, who's like one of his sidekicks from the comics. She comes out of a portal and she's like, Doctor Strange, we have to go. There's been an incursion. You're not afraid, right? And he's like, I'm not afraid of anything. And his third eye opens up. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Um, and then the second post credit scene. So when they first went to uh, Illuminati World, they get harassed by a street vendor being played by um, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Who Doctor Strange enchants <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange enchants Bruce Campbell's hand to punch himself repeatedly. Um, 
Oh, and I he, get and, it. It's a reference. Yep. And he says that the spell will last for like three weeks. So post credits, we see the spell wearing off, and Bruce Campbell turns to the camera and says, "It's over." And then the movie ends. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So that, that's, that's awesome. Doctor Strange too. It was fine. It has some fun scenes. Mm, it sounds fun. Yep. I I, I do want to watch it. Um, when it gets on Disney Plus, I'm gonna watch it. Mm. Just remind me because I don't keep up on like release dates and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Disney Plus stuff. Let's see. Uh, Moon Knight just wrapped up. Kenobi is starting at the end of the month, and I think Ms. Marvel starts early next month. I think that's that's it for stuff. I don't know. I mean, the movies lately, it's like one to two months after release that they come to Disney+, Plus, or two to three months, maybe, so... Yeah... I'd assume June uh, or July is when it'll be added. Shang-Chi released like late summer and came out in like October or something. Uh, I think it was, it came out in September and then Disney Plus was in November. Was it September? uh, Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was September and then November. And then Eternals was November and then like January or February maybe. To, to be fair, where I live, September is late summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like the right first now, half of September summer. is summer here. Yeah. By mid-September, it's starting to cool off. Yeah, we get that in, like, October if we're lucky, and November if we're not. Mm. Yeah, sucks. Mm. Um... Okay. Anyway, yeah, I, else I do. I do want to watch it. Mm. I do want to watch uh, Doctor Strange. Um, I just can't go to a theater right now. Mm. Um, for reasons. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about Doctor Strange? I mean, other topics. I don't have a lot for other topics. I mean, I I played Pokemon and I watched the Batman. That's about it. Mm. What did you think of the Batman? I really liked it. Mm. Um, like I know it's probably going to get a sequel, but like it, as far it's as confirmed, they're working on it now. Okay. Yep. Like as far as like first Batman movies, it's probably my favorite. Mm. <laughs> um, it's like. Batman Begins always felt weird to me. Yeah, I mean, it um, is a Batman movie that, uh, like, a first Batman movie that doesn't do the origin again. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, you really don't need it at this point, right? Yeah, like, like, everybody knows his parents got shot in an alley. Yeah. And it... It doesn't set up Bruce Wayne really it just lets it come out naturally towards the end mm. um, which I think is 
Yeah, I mean, it does. I, it is I, early Batman in that he's grappling with, you know, how to be Batman and realizing why it's important to also be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, because the the cartoon um, Batman, uh, he's very much like, okay, I really want to be Batman, but also it's like torture, right? <laughs> like, like emotionally. Um, and then in Mask of the Phantasm, he finally finds something that's worth it, and and uh, then he loses it, and he's like, okay, I'm Batman forever now. Mm. Like not bat like. Not like Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Batman Forever, just mm. like actually. Yeah. Yeah. No. No nipples on that Batman suit. <laughs> was Was the nipples in that movie? I or think was it was Batman just, and Robin. Uh, okay. I I don't I don't know if Val Kilmer has nipples. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if I've seen him shirtless, so I wouldn't know. I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> Probably looks <laughs> fine. <Kilmer>. I mean. <laughs> Val Kilmer shirt shirtless is the title of this episode. <laughs> okay, so now I'm gonna have to look it up to get the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course that that was my evil plan all along. Mm. I'm the Riddler. Yeah, I come up with these convoluted plans that always work. Mm. Um, I forgot what I was saying, but uh, something about Bruce Wayne. Yeah, comparing it to the animated version. Oh yeah, because in the animated version, like he's he's really sad boy, but um, it never really comes out. And in this movie, he's really sad boy, but it's very obvious. Mm. Um, like he doesn't do the the rich playboy socialite thing because he's yeah he's, he's still sad the young 100%. and angry and angsty Bruce Wayne who yeah. isn't going to put on that social mask and pretend to be you know. Yeah, a character like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it it actually shows that he's he's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like he's actually going through some shit. It's not because like the the way Batman usually works is that he's you know rough and stoic most of the time, but he seems fine mm. until like shit happens, and then he's like a fucking mess. Mm. But in, in this one, like, he hasn't come to terms with anything yet, so he's just a fucking mess all the time. Yeah. And that's part of the point. Mm. Um, anyway, I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. I love... <laughs> so. I, I, the first time I saw the movie, I thought it was good but long, and that's partly because watching it in a theater, you're kind of stuck there with no ability to pause for three hours or, like, do anything else for three hours. Um, yeah. watching it, I've watched it two more times at home and like it even more on repeat viewings. Like, the Riddler is... First time watching it, he felt a little too real, and then on repeat viewings, I started to see how campy he is, which is really fun. Yeah. Because he's just, he's just singing Ave Maria while the world's exploding. He's, <laughs> he's such a fucking goof. He's got this big dumb smile on yeah, his like... face all the time, even though he's angry as all fuck. Like, yeah, he like he's he's looking out the window as his vans explode, and he's going boom. Yeah, yeah, just ex- like a little kid, he's like boom. <laughs> the sea walls are exploding. Yeah, and even like when he's you know posting his like 
dark web videos to his like radical followers. He's like, "Hey guys, like a YouTuber, <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe, yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe. Remember to get your balaclavas and your rifles, and uh, we'll all meet up downtown for." Uh, yeah. make, make sure you get your prescription glasses to put over the mask. <laughs> yep, yeah, we all have to have the same look. Uh, I'm gonna have matching outfits. All of you have to be white. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Um, yeah. Also, it makes that, a surprising amount thing. of sense that like he, his whole thing is he's you know angry about like corrupt and power abusive officials and you know like keeps tying like the clues keep tying back to people going to you know the penguins club and then it turns out his apartment is directly across the street from the club so of course he's seen the mayor and the da and everyone else go in there you can see it from his window yeah yeah you'd you'd think that um people would know better at that point yeah (laughs) Well, yeah, it's just that the corruption like, is so rife in Gotham that yeah. people think they can just do whatever and no one will notice or be able to say or do anything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to, what to say about it because it's so fucking long. So much stuff happens. Mm. Uh, I really don't know where to start. Uh, I mean, yeah, like it's long, but it, most of it is... The Riddler and his murders. Like, Penguin is a side character. Falcone is an important side character. Catwoman is, like, a B-plot to the whole thing. Um. Yeah, I, I I do like that, that they, they bring up a lot of characters from Batman. Mm. Um, but they they don't try to make them... They don't try to make them more important than they need to be to this story, mm. because that, like that's obviously the problem that they have on, on a lot of superhero movies, um, especially in the like nineties and two thousands, mm. is that they they you know like hey let's throw in um, let's throw in Poison Ivy and Bane mm. and uh, <laughs> um, and Mr. Mr. Freeze. Freeze. Mm. Yeah, or hey, let's let's throw in Venom to this movie that already has two villains. Mm. Um, th- that'll work out real nice. Um, but they they really don't do that. <clears throat> Penguin is just um, like a he's just like a criminal underboss. Um, yeah, Catwoman is just a she's just a cat burglar with other things going on. Yeah, she's a thief with. A- personal vendetta against uh, the main crime boss. Yeah. Let's see who else. Oh, um, what you said about Riddler being campy, like, it when when you can pause the movie and go use the bathroom or get a drink or something, um, and you come back and your suspension of disbelief has been suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, you come back and like the first minutes you start watching again, you're like, "This is corny as shit." Mm. <laughs> like how, how how do we take this seriously? Yeah, I mean, because he's he's presented as like a Zodiac killer jigsaw guy, um, but it is very over the top. 
Yeah. And like really all of the uh, like um Commissioner Gordon even like he's talking in that like noir um police chief like gruff voice. Mm. <laughs> it's like like Jesus Christ. You know, like yeah. um stuff like that. that. Sick son of a bitch. <laughs> Basically. He's <laughs> like all right, to get you out of this, I need you to punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah, um, You're a loose cannon, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do this by the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Uh. Yeah, and the whole, like, third act action scene yeah. does feel like a thing that the studio said, oh, you can't just end it by putting the guy in prison, we gotta have an action scene. Yeah. Which, yeah, it that... devastates the city to the point that, like, like, I don't know if the sequel is gonna be No Man's Land, or if it's just gonna be, oh, and then everything got better, we fixed the seawalls and drained all the water out, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about the real world implications of a city flooding. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, it just it got weirdly intense, and I just don't know sequel wise how they're going to address what they yeah. did to Gotham at the end of that movie. It, it's it, it's weird because. Um, like they don't like if if a city that is supposed to be like New York uh, actually flooded, there would be like tens of thousands of deaths immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't just crowd everyone into the convention center, and I, even then, the convention center filled up with water. He had to have his whole dramatic like, cutting the electrical wires yeah. so that it didn't fall in and kill everyone. Yeah. It. The convention center is apparently lower than street level. Yeah, yeah, and the um, police are it, telling everyone to get inside. And it, it didn't fill up immediately. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how that works. Um, but, but yeah, like, the, the, the last, like, half hour of the movie just did feel kind of tacked on. Like, uh, aside from the, the Riddler guy, um... Saying that he was vengeance. Mm. It's like, oh no. Yeah, like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> I said a bad well, example. If it isn't the, well, if it isn't the consequences of my action. I wasn't a very good role model, was I? <laughs> Maybe I wasn't vengeance. <laughs> Maybe I'm just an asshole beating people up in a costume. <laughs> Maybe I'm just the knight. <laughs> Maybe I just need to become hope. And continue to do nothing about that fund that everyone was abusing. Am I really Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it is because it's like, on the one hand, emotionally what they're going for kind of works of him having this realization that he needs to not be scaring everyone because everyone, criminal or otherwise, is scared of him. Um, yeah. But then you think about it for a second and it's like well aside from helping people not die 
he didn't really do much to like present himself as a hero and also didn't do anything about the root cause of the problem which was that whole uh renovation fund thing yeah thing that was in his family's name that uh was the way that everybody was laundering their money yeah what's what's weird to me is that at the end like riddler wanted to get the 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 woman mayor elect assassinated mm. when she, she was the one that was like all right let's get rid of this this is not working uh yeah riddler just he's like an angry like alt-right asshole who has yeah. like on the one hand you know some of the stuff he's angry about like is provable that yes there is you know a lot of corruption in the government officials of gotham um but yeah like, i don't know i i almost wonder if you know since they weren't making the movies back to back they'll be able to you know see what people said about the first one so you know like batman v superman responding to man of steel and having like you know it's like hey everybody wasn't excited to see this whole city get wrecked <clears throat> let's have batman show that off at the start of the movie um i wonder if they'll do something maybe like the court of owls story where it starts off with bruce making a commitment to like rebuild and make gotham you know uh like better place for everyone um you know because like he know he knows now about like all like the corruption and abuse of funds that's going on so maybe yeah. even though at the end of that movie he didn't say or do anything about that you know the screenwriters could take that into account make it part of the sequel and then like court of owls was a story where it's like it starts off bruce wayne is you know dedicated to improve gotham he's got like this big plan to make everything better and then discovers like, one well there's like this secret society of people who wear owl masks who've been running the city you know illuminati style uh for a long time and they've got these like owl themed assassins that they send after him and um it, it, it's a pretty cool story it, it's just i don't know it, it's been a while since i've read it so i feel like i'm not doing it justice trying to describe it yeah, like <clears throat> it. It feels like they're going more for like, okay, like the the, the realistic part of this is over. Now we've got supervillains, mm. um, and that's where this is going in the future. Yeah, like um, I, I would like to see like a new take on Mister Freeze or Clayface or some of their more sciency weird villains. But the ones yeah, they not, had not in this are the Joker again. Yeah, like the ones they had in this were all more grounded. You know, we got Riddler is a serial killer with a riddles theme we've got joker who's just there in prison being joker we've got catwoman who's just a cat burglar who can't even wear cat ears she just has a bunched up you know yeah balaclava she she has like a bag on her head yeah she's got like a ripped up ski mask that kind of bunches in a way that looks like ears and um and we got penguin who's just an ugly guy who people say looks like a penguin yeah, I I like the Arkham version of Penguin, where he's got like a broken bottle like shoved over his eye that looks like a monocle. Mm. 
Yeah, um, so I don't know where, if in a sequel they would want to go the keep the grounded style they have right now, or if they'll expand it out into more of the weird supervillains. Like, I'm... The, the way it ended, I'm assuming that they're going with the whole, like, Batman encourages supervillains thing. Mm. Um, I, so, like, the... Yeah. Kind of did I, with Riddler. I, I, yeah, I I mean he, di- directly with Riddler. Yeah. Um, like they they make him out to be like, oh, he's just some random guy who uh got inspired by Batman to do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, who thought Batman was on board for all of it, <clears throat> and that's why he was leaving him all these notes. Yeah, I mean that's as good as that's as good of an explanation for Riddler as you're gonna get, right? Mm. Like without just making him campy, like riddle me this, Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because usually the explanation for Riddler is that it's his narcissism that leads him to leave these clues that will eventually get him caught. But it is interesting that it's like no, he he's leaving these clues because he thought his partner in crime, Batman would be able to translate them without the you know, police knowing what they were up to and do what he needs you know, to get Falcone out in the open so he can shoot him. Yeah. It, it's... I, I wonder if it holds up to scrutiny if you think about it too much because I really haven't had time uh, <laughs> like about everything that happens and how, how it works with um bruce wayne happening to be batman some of the riddles feel like the one that he left at um bruce wayne's house when he blew up alfred um it just says see you in hell which it's like to batman see you in hell which you're supposed to you know in the moment translate as oh he knows that batman is bruce wayne and he's trying to kill him but then when you find out no he doesn't know that batman is bruce wayne um that see you in hell is just a cheeky way of saying we're both going to end up in Arkham at the end of this when you come to talk to me when I get arrested. Yeah. But that doesn't, like, that is a very kind of a stretch of a way for him to say, uh, hey, we're going to meet up later. Um, the, you know, he'd write it in such a threatening way. Yeah. Also, one thing, um, I refuse to believe <laughs> that. Riddler, who, like, pre-plans everything to an absurd degree, just, like, mailed Bruce Wayne a bomb and expected it to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, maybe Wayne Manor has more security than everywhere else, so he couldn't find a way to get it in there. Yeah. Like, he couldn't find a way to I mean, get in there himself and club him in the head with a wrench like he did to everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that Bruce Wayne is extremely reclusive mm. um in this one but also like he just expected it yeah because i guess most, <laughs> to, to work. most of the people he ambushed on the street and would like bludgeon them and drag them into a car except for the mayor at the start he just somehow got into the mayor's house and uh yeah. stood there long enough to <clears throat> watch him be disappointed by the election campaign stuff before clubbing him in the head and duct taping his face until he suffocated yeah and cutting off his fingers yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that was kind of funny. The for a thumb drive. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, when Batman just holds <laughs> it up, was... he's like, thumb drive. And Jesus Christ. And Commissioner Gordon <laughs> just looks disgusted. It's like Batman's in that, that was That was such a Joker thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this Riddler, is ba- he's the Joker, but with riddles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he kind of always has been. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the chase scene where Batman helps kill like mm. at least two drivers? Yeah, where a whole and, highway and gets never... blown up, and he just drives <laughs> yeah. past it because he's got to chase this one car that flipped over. And it's never brought up again. Because, yeah. like, if they blame Batman for it, like Commissioner Gordon would want to bring him in, right? And if they bring Ping, if they blame Penguin for it, they just left him chained up to like a cement post <laughs> and drove off. Yeah. And somehow he, you know, escaped from that. And I guess yeah. stopped holding it against them when they showed up later. He doesn't bring yeah. up like, "Hey, you guys left me chained up in the rain," like a day ago. Yeah, because like Batman's chasing the Penguin, and this like horrible catastrophe happens on the highway. Yeah, and then. Commissioner Gordon doesn't want to hold Batman accountable, but he doesn't hold Penguin accountable either. So, like, I... And nobody brings Yeah, up yeah, because they're interrogating Penguin about his connection to the murders. And when he's like, no, I had nothing to do with it, you idiots. El Rato. You know, it should... Uh, or, like, La Rato. Yeah. Like, whatever. The the thing that they translated is... Uh, is it U-R-L... The- Right. It's it's El Rata, which is improper. Spanish yeah, yeah. It's like it's supposed to be La El, because it's Rata. Uh, it's yeah, El, El, El is the masculine um, form. Rata ends with A, which would make a it feminine, feminine word. Yeah, it, it's, it, yeah it's, Ra- Rata Alara. That's that's it because it's flying rat, which is yeah. like no, that's not a penguin. That's a bat. And they're like, oh, U R L, duh, and they. Uh, you realize it's a you are it, it, it's a web address <laughs> and they type in www.ratalada.com oh yeah that's an actual website that they it, it was um, a promotional website yeah where yeah. The riddler posted riddles until after the movie came out and then um the website was seized by the gotham police and shut down yeah It, it, yeah, <laughs> um, ARG shit. But yeah, so yeah, they they tied up Penguin and is like, no, I'm not connected to the murders. And they're like, okay, we're just gonna drive off and leave you now. And nobody remembered the yeah. big explosion on the highway that made the evening news. Also, like, I know we found you at this um, drug packaging plant with all this stolen money, mm. <laughs> um, and these people were shooting at us and you were shooting at us. Yeah, he did uh, We're not gonna bring you attempt in attempt to you know, assault on an officer, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it's But yeah, they just left yeah. him. It's like not worth the time. Yeah. They they just left him so he could not shoot Falcone at the end. Yeah. I mean I guess the city did blow up after so maybe priorities. Uh, yeah, the the time frame is kind of hard to. I mean, it kind of um, makes me wonder if figure out. filming was they decided to add the chase scene in later. 
it if, if it they does just kind plan, of feel like they just had a scene where they like they, captured him and did the chain up and the interrogation and he's like no it wasn't me and then they left and then the studio <clears> said we need the, a chase scene with we, this cool new batmobile yeah. and yeah we we need an action scene <laughs> although the way they introduced is, that batmobile is pretty awesome yeah it's it like a monster um, growling and down the street yeah i mean it's basically just a muscle car yeah. like you don't you don't really see it but just like like well the way either. they frame it you know like it's just the headlights in the dark oh yeah <sighs> yeah the the blue flame yeah. um coming out the back yeah. it was and even like batman's theme song in this like feels like like the serial killer theme song there's just this yeah. it, relentless thing that will come for you it, it's yeah it's like a funeral dirge kind of yeah. um it, it's it's pretty great batman is the undertaker yeah because yeah, like batman had the same kind of introduction as the car where it's just a, like a bunch of street punks you know they hear like yeah. someone walking and they're just like looking down a dark alley and eventually comes out into the light yeah i like that batman gets beat up but he just doesn't feel it because he has armor mm. Cause like he's not, he's not the ultra ninja um, version of Batman. He's just like a dude with. But, I mean, I don't know what his armor is made out of that can stop a shotgun point blank, <laughs> but. Mm. Yeah. Now, if he's trained by ninjas, we haven't seen the ninjas in this version. Apparently, he was just trained by Alfred, which is like, holy shit! How badass is Alfred? Mm. <laughs> Oh, by the way, um, Alfred's awesome in this movie. Mm. Uh, yeah, he like didn't he get that many scenes. He doesn't do anything action but just, damn. Yeah, like he's mostly solving the riddles for Bruce, and then he opens the bomb package. Yeah. And he... He realizes it's a bomb right before it goes off and throws it away. That's why he doesn't die. Yeah. Also, they don't live in Wayne Manor. They they live like at the top of Wayne Tower or some shit. Yeah. Which I mean that that's fair. That's a thing that would happen in modern times. Yeah, like, like it doesn't make as much sense for a big city to also have a countryside <clears throat> estate. Yeah. And apparently Arkham is just like, like I guess on another island than um, the heart of the city. Mm. Yeah. Because um, Riddler was just looking out the window at the bombs exploding at the seawall. Yeah, maybe it's like an Alcatraz thing. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it is just like New York where there's like a mainland that's not that far away. Mm. I don't know. See what else? What else happens in the movie? <laughs> a lot, too much. Yeah, many, too much many, happens. Many things happen in the movie. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't know how much stuff you could cut out. Like aside from the action scene at the end, which kind of, kind of does seem like they just wanted an action scene. Mm. Um, like I don't know how much you could cut out with without, like messing up the story yeah i think you just have to like remove some of the subplots like like all the catwoman stuff doesn't necessarily add to 
everything else is going on. Like it kind of does. Yeah. But it's also kind of secondary. It it's a way for Batman to get crucial information, but um, like I, it 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 fits. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think like, but yeah, I guess it's not strictly necessary. Like the long runtime, definitely, it works better on home viewing than it does in theater viewing. Yeah, but like I said, if you stop, if you stop watching it for a minute and go back to it, uh, you you will realize that like th- this is. <laughs> It, it's silly like batman is inherently silly hmm. right uh, yeah like, that there's no getting around yeah, it's it it's a guy with little pointy ears yeah <laughs> like it, it's a guy with 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 in a fucking cape with a bat on his chest yeah uh, in a a, a cowl he's got he's got black makeup around his eyes yeah like i think this is the first movie where they actually acknowledge that he wears makeup around his eyes mm. Um, because he, like he takes the mask off and it's still there. Yeah. Um, and like the the police when when he shows up at a crime scene, they're rightfully like, "What the fuck is this guy doing here?" Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it, it's. It, it's amazing that we can take it seriously at all. Is <laughs> mm. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it, it takes itself so seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and like Batman isn't like, like I said, he's not the Ultra Ninja that he is in like the animated version or even the comics where he's like he like fights gods and to a draw mm. <laughs> he's just a dude um i don't know it's really good but also i don't i don't know if i want to watch it again because it's three hours i mean i i, I feel like it's a good background noise movie for when you're doing other things i really like how it looks because mm. like like i like i know a lot of like filmmaker shit on the MCU because it doesn't look interesting. Um, but really, when you get a superhero movie that does look interesting, it does kind of uh, like point out how basic the MC the MCU looks a lot of the time. Mm. Like just just with boring shots and um, like CG everything. Mm. And like I'm not a I'm not a filmmaker or a film snob really, but like, damn, yeah. Sometimes I can see it. Mm. Yeah, but having good shots doesn't necessarily mean it'll be good. See Eternals. No. <laughs> you also have to have characters that people care about. Yeah. Um, and a plot that is at least decent. Mm. Um, anyway, I don't want to talk enough about, about, a, I don't want to talk anymore about a movie I still haven't seen. Mm. Even though you could, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I could. If you want to waste could, three hours watching Eternals. 
Oh. So you can see that Harry Styles cameo and wonder when that's ever going to come back in. <laughs> Harry Styles is Batman. Mm. Um. Harry Styles is Eros, <laughs> aka Star Fox, seen Batman. What if? What if? What if Batman existed for real and it was actually Harry Styles? <laughs> I mean, I think if Batman existed for real, we probably would have seen, you know, some, like, news reports about the yeah. caped costume vigilante. Yeah, and it would probably just be, like, fucking Elon Musk or some shit. Mm. So everybody would be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, he would. Fuck. He would if he had the time, <laughs> but he's too busy, you know, buying Twitter and stuff. To... Yeah. He's too busy not buying Twitter because it's a stock value crashed. Yeah. He's saying he's going to buy Twitter and then saying, actually, I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> what a jackass. <laughs> anyway. Mm. Um, I mean, because other topics... What else do we have to talk about? Uh, let's see. It's been like two weeks, so I don't remember i i wrote down to talk about so a while ago i had mentioned that there was a comic adaptation of the original script to star wars episode 9 which was originally called duel of the fates um that yeah and that whole comic is now in color available as a pdf which i got printed so i have a print edition of the better version of star wars episode 9 and i reread it it was good but that was like two weeks ago, and my memory is like a goldfish, and I don't remember any specific things I want to say about it, except that it's good. Um, and do, do you like even remember your middle name? Um, yes. T. T. It's the. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about my uh, <laughs> online character's middle name. Um, it's the. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so I read it, it was good. Uh, first note to self I had written down is I was thinking, because last time we talked a bunch about the villainous board game, and I think I think on air I'd mentioned that they're making a Star Wars one. Uh, and we talked yeah. about like future ones, since every expansion seems to have a female character, what they could do aside from Captain Phasma. And I suddenly remembered a bunch. Um... And started getting excited. Because, yeah, there's... Um, so, like, for the female characters, the, you know, because there's one for every expansion. Um, Captain Phasma would be one. Uh, second Sister from Jedi Fallen Order would um, be another one that could do. Uh, Mother Talzin with the Night Sisters. I don't know if Ventress is already going to cover a lot of that when they do Ventress in the core set, but Mother Talzin does feel distinct enough that they could have her own separate, like, strategy and cards. Um, yeah. Also, I realized that I, Thrawn I... is canon again, which means that they could make a Thrawn playable character thing, and that'd be fun. Yes, Thrawn is trans, so um, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> although with Thrawn, they probably wait until after the Ahsoka show comes out, so they could do that version instead of the Rebels cartoon version. Yeah. 
How is he in Rebels? Like, do people generally like the portrayal? He's, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, a little bit watered down for, you know, on, like, the violence because it's a kid's show. But otherwise, he is, yeah. like, a more intelligent, methodical villain than you get out of most Clone Wars or Rebels villains. It's, like, faithful within the age rating. So, like, Justice League, yeah. where, um, like, villains actually do kill people, they just don't do it in extremely violent ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, like, a part where he, um, he goes to a factory that has, it, they're making Imperial stuff, but they're, you know, rebel sympathizers, so they're intentionally putting defects in there, and makes one of the factory workers ride the speeder bike that he built and so it like blows up on the guy and kills him because you know they put these defects in there just to prove a point about how he's not going to stand for this anymore and if they don't get their shit together you know kill all of them i guess um so it's it's like the death star then because that that's a plot point that needed to happen mm. they put the defect in there on purpose yeah yeah Oh, yeah, I mean, the Death Star was built by Wookiee slaves, so I'm sure they probably put a bunch of defects in there. That's probably why there's no railings anywhere. They you know, were intentionally trying to get Imperials to just accidentally die. <laughs> Wookiees just don't know how to build railings. How about that? Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, Wookiees, they live in, like, tree houses, so they didn't think it was a problem not to have railings anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they climb they're, everywhere all the time. They're, they're like, 400 pounds of muscle each, like, they can fall from a height and survive, so they're, they're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Rogue One, where, um, the main character's dad put oh, the, right. the I for- exhaust port. I forgot about that movie, yeah. You know, like, Rogue One is apparently, like, the most liked Star Wars movie of the, uh, <laughs> online. Uh, makes sense. Like, I mean, I, I didn't like it that much, like, but I understand why people do. Yeah, like, it, like I, I get it because, like, in, in the last ten years, like, there's not a great selection to choose from, mm. right? So, I mean, if you're going to latch on to one, it should be Rogue One. Yeah, I mean, even, like, the video game production really shut down after they moved the contract over to EA and they just kept pooping out new Battlefronts. Yeah. Um, Squadrons is alright. It's bare-bound, but it's still pretty cool that it exists. Yeah. It could be better. Squadrons and Jedi Fallen Order are decent. They came out more recently. Um, But... For a stretch from like 2013 to 2018-ish, there, yeah. there was like nothing worthwhile for new Star Wars games coming out. Yeah, like since Force Unleashed 2. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, Force Unleashed 2 was the last one that LucasArts got to put out before they got shut down while they were in yeah. mid-development of the Boba Fett game and a Darth Maul game. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then what? They had a few Lego games. Um, well, they had Battlefront 1 and 2. Well, because the, Le- the last Lego game up until this one that just came out was the Clone Wars game, which was in, like, 2011. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't think it was that long yeah. ago. Yeah. No, Lego Star Wars 3 Clone Wars was 2011, and it was 
I think one of the last ones before, because Lego Batman 2 is where they introduced voice acting, and I think Lego Star Wars 3 was, you know, Clone Wars was before voice acting. I think it was one of the last ones before they added voice acting to stuff. Because, hmm. yeah, they, they made Lego <clears throat> games, but they didn't make any Lego Star Wars games until Skywalker Saga, which came out after, you know, being delayed like two or three years. And isn't that mostly like a remake? Yeah, um, it's... Of the ones that already exist? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's... A, oh, I guess, okay, yeah, there was the Force Awakens game, um, which was all Force Awakens, but that one did come out in, like, 2016. There was a Force Awakens game. <laughs> yeah, there was there was the Clone Wars game was 2011. Lego Force Awakens was 2016, the year after the movie came out, and was only clo- or only Force Awakens. You know, you could get some of the older characters, and there was like one level that was set at the end of Return of the Jedi, but everything else in the game was just Force Awakens. And now Skywalker Saga is all nine of the movies because. You know, they waited until both eight and nine were out before doing yeah. another game. Yeah, I mean, like we we talk about how EA sucks with the Star Wars license, like as fans of Star Wars and video games, but like they have a mobile game or two or three that probably take in millions of dollars a week. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they get their money, but like as far as Disney like, cares, no creative output. Like they had under LucasArts. Yeah. If only we had a, a Star Wars game that was, you know, like Uncharted, but in Star Wars, mm. that wasn't cancelled. Like twice. <laughs> in <Yeah>. turn. <laughs> like, why, why can't we make a Star Wars game without a lightsaber? Or, like, at least without a lightsaber for the mo- most part. Well, I mean, there, like, there have been, on. they're just older games. What the, the, that's what I mean. Like, damn. Like people like people like Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm still waiting like, for them to port the pe- Bounty Hunter game to new. Like, I'm I'm more interested in them porting old Star Wars games at this point because there's like anything they announce doesn't feel like it's ever going to come out for new things. I, I think they released it on PS4, so it might be on Xbox. Was it not? No. Uh, uh, Bounty Hunter came out on PS2 and GameCube, and I think it, okay. it probably is like an archive edition thing on newer PlayStations. Um, but Asper be Media case. has been in the process of converting old Star Wars <clears throat> games to modern platforms, so they've put out um, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Well, actually, it was Jedi Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy. Pod Racer and Knights of the Old Republic. They just did Force Unleashed, uh, the Wii version. Um, and hmm. I think, uh, God, I'm trying to remember. They said what the next one they the next one they want to do is Rogue Squadron, which would be cool. Hopefully, they do all three of them. Um, but I mean, even the first one was good. Um, yeah, because like it, at least with Star Wars Battlefront, like it's on Steam, hmm. you know, like like it's accessible. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the other games I know have just kind of been lost to history, and <laughs> like until hmm. somebody releases it again. 
Yeah. I kind of wonder if they'd because ever of... make like a three-pack of Super Star Wars, Super Empire Strikes Back, and Super Return of the Jedi. I, I mean, there's a market for that, but those games are bullshit. Yeah, so. yeah they're stupid, but I, I would play them again. What? They should re-release um, Return of the Jedi for Game Boy Advance. Mm. Well, it wasn't retired. Like it was the whole Star Wars. Trilogy, yeah, I but... don't remember the name. That one, with, like the silver box art. Yeah, but um, isn't isn't that weird? How that was a thing they could sell <laughs> in like the early two thousands. Hmm. I guess because of the um, prequel trilogy was coming out, but still. yeah, I mean, between the prequels and the like multiple updated re-releases of original Star Wars, like Star Wars in the nineties and two thousands didn't feel like a decades old movie property. Yeah. I mean, it's like 50 years old now. What? 45. Uh, first one was in 77. So, so yeah. Like 45 yeah. years. Damn. Yeah, we're closing in on the 50th. I'm looking forward to next year to see what they do for 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Maybe at the 50th they'll actually release the original cuts. <laughs> Maybe. Or you can always just go <laughs> online and pirate them. Yeah, but that's no yeah. fun. <laughs> we need people to know that Greedo... Um, Wait, Han shot first. Mm. Yeah, Greedo did not I... say McClunky. <laughs> Do you remember when Han shot first was like, like the big Star Wars thing? Mm. Like after the, after people stopped whining about the prequels, it was like Han shot first on the internet, like every mm. day. Yep, and. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's just McClunky. <laughs> uh, fandom is some stupid bullshit, I swear. Mm. I mean, it, I'm, oh, fuck, I'm tired. It's early. Mm. Yeah, and since <clears throat> I have to be heading out, we'll probably have to be wrapping up fairly soon. Yeah. Um, um, I was just double-checking my notes to see if anything else worth talking about. I found a comic called Deadpool Samurai that's like a Deadpool manga, and it was pretty fun. Oh, so it's like in the actual manga it, it, style? It's an actual it like ma- Japanese-made? Yeah, it's, it's like a Japanese-made manga. There's a lot of in-jokes about how you know they somehow got accepted onto Jump Plus, and you should go on Jump Plus and give them a five-star <laughs> rating so they can keep going and not be cancelled. And, uh, uh, you know, some of the like, content things you can't get away with. Like, Deadpool tries to swear and it gets censored out. <laughs> he tries to go nude and there's just a censor. Yeah, like, they, they, there's characters who, like, start getting close to doing something lewd and then, uh, they say, no, you can't do that. It's, you know, jump. Like, they, they make, like, meta jokes <laughs> about, like, jump and Kodansha and. Uh, some some other publisher, I think. Yeah. Also, they have it's like Deadpool, Shueisha. Shueisha. Yeah, yeah, they make a reference to Shueisha. Um, in Deadpool, like he 
gets sent to Japan to form an Avengers adjunct called the Samurai Squad. Um, and his first teammate is Sakura Spider, an original character who is a direct ripoff. It's like Spider-Man as an anime girl. And all the jokes are how lazy it was that they just made Spider-Man this anime girl who has the same face as every other girl that this artist draws because that's the only face he knows how to draw for girls. He just gives them different hair. <laughs> um, and then they go to recruit their next character, which is like a pop idol who is bonded with a Venom symbiote. Um, and that honestly takes up most of the plot of the thing is them trying to get her on the team while also fighting Loki because Loki's here. Because they made a joke about how they wouldn't be able to get any major characters, and then Loki comes in immediately after that. So, is Loki also an anime girl? Because that would be funny. Uh, he's he's anime <laughs> art style, but he's not like a pop idol or anything. He stays as Loki oh. through the whole thing. He's a more serious Loki. Oh, lame. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you, you kind of have to oppose Deadpool's silliness. That's where the comedy comes from, right? Yeah. I want I want a figure of uh, Sakura Spider. Yeah, I don't know how old it is. Like I just found the print edition and then pre-ordered volume 2 which comes out in like a month. Time to go to Google. It's right behind me. I'll just grab it. <laughs> it is just a direct rip of Spider-Man. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, I like I like the the colored pages that people did. It's very pink, obviously. Mm. Okay, so it's first published cool. in Japan like in 2018 it. by Shueisha. Um, this nice. English edition is copyright. Uh, it was Shueisha. <laughs> okay, first printing in English was February 2022. Yeah. Okay, the Kodansha. Cool. So yeah, because it was Shueisha that made it. The joke is at the start he's they do a lot of things that are either like direct jokes taken directly from the Deadpool movies or other Marvel things. So it starts off with him in a taxi being asked about you know where he's going, and he makes meta jokes about uh, you know being in his first manga, and he says thanks, send the bill to Kodansha. So. That the joke is they're a rival publisher. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know a lot about um, Japanese publishers. I just know that they exist. Mm. Um, so, like, I don't, I don't know if there's like actual like hardcore rivalries, mm. um, like fans think there is between Marvel and DC. Yeah, um, but yeah, like they have a scene, he's, um, goes to blow up a building, well, he, he's like fighting a guy, the guy takes like a serum thing, so he's got like super strength, and then he, uh, let's see, he says, I really didn't want to do this, I'm gonna feel bad, um, guy says, for me, you'll feel bad, and, says, and Deadpool says, nope, for the assistant who's got to draw the next page, as he's about to click a button, and then the next page is a big two-page spread of a building exploding, 
and then you get to the next page and the narration says wait you already flipped the page you monster it took the assistant three days to draw that spread (laughs) (laughs) man three days for a two-page spread that's pretty Mm. good yeah like very detailed like high-rise building exploding into pieces (laughs) That's like that film cow um, <laughs> um, animation. Mm. It's like, oh, I got my friend to do all the animation. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he's like, oh, look, it's it's all um, it's like all fifteen Supreme Court justices from nineteen fifty to nineteen <laughs> to nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look, like. 18 severed individual unique hands. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, look, a pile of a pile of triangles um, all on top of each other. And hey, look, a pile of completely different unique triangles all on top of mm. each other. Uh, Charlie. Anyway. Um... Uh, is there anything else about Deadpool? No, just it's good. I mean, no. if you're interested in reading it, go buy it or whatever. I don't know, it was fun. I found it a couple days yeah. ago, so I still remember it. It sounds interesting. Um, yeah, um, did you have anything else before we wrap up? I did a Pokemon. Oh, yep. Um, I beat Emerald. It was fun. Like, I think Gen 3 is where they started a lot of things that I don't like about Pokemon, but also, um, they don't go too far with it, so it's probably a, like, it's like a really good sweet spot. Mm. Um, but also, it just, (laughs) the the games just get so much mechanically better in Gen 3. Mm. Um, because, like, they actually, they actually like codify like how all the stats work. Mm. <laughs> um, like they add abilities and all that shit. Um, double battles. Um, cause, like when you actually play the games back to back, you realize that like Gen One has a lot of quirks. Like the way crits work, it's like mm. fa- fast, faster Pokemon crit so much more um, often. Mm. Um, and in Gen Gen two, I don't know the s- stat reason for this, but like Pokemon are so bulky, like you you almost never get one hit kills. Mm. Um, like Gen three on, it's like they they basically all play the same. Um, you know, with the abilities and multi battles stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> But I, I, I like Emerald. I just don't like all the water. Mm. <laughs> it sucks. I hate having to use a re- like go in the bag and use a repel like every two minutes. Yeah, it's annoying. I mean, that's what I don't like about Gen Four is you spend so much time in caves, and caves have the same problem of there's a wild Pokemon everywhere you step. Yeah, I I haven't gotten to a really long cave yet. Mm. Um. So we'll we'll see when I get there. Um, I like Gen Four so far. I like 
like the the music is very like stock jrpg ish Hmm. but also jrpg soundtracks are usually pretty good so um the the ds controls on pc are (laughs) kind of awkward to say the least the third hand for your stylus yeah kind of i mean like you, you don't need to use touch controls yeah it's just at any like time things yeah um i just wish the second screen wasn't so fucking big mm. i don't want it to take up as much room <laughs> because it's not that important usually it's like like yeah you can select pokemon moves with it but i can also select that with the um you know like a d-pad mm. so yeah i mean now i'm just complaining i like it so far that it has the most annoying rival mm. uh, yeah the hyperactive so, guy so that's like yeah fucking barry like just shut the fu- he he appears in every fucking city too mm. so far like jesus like at least at least blue in gen one <laughs> just appeared like four or five times before you fight him as the champion mm. and like he he kind of ambushed you so it was kind of cool mm. Wait, let's see how many times do you fight him aside from the first time see that there's an optional one then you fight him five times over like 12 cities and towns mm. so yeah they gave you a break and he didn't fucking show up just to talk to you either yeah, yeah he's not trying so. to be your friend like later rivals yeah yeah like at least with gen 2 the rival would show up and he would be gone in like um five dialogue boxes he would just like call you an asshole and then leave yeah, um, well, yeah, because, like, Gen 2, your rival's kind of like a villain, and Gen yeah. 3, your rival just feels like another trainer who sometimes shows up, and you don't even have to fight them at the end. Yeah. And then Gen like, 4 in, is when it's, in, oh, it's your best friend, this annoying guy from your town, and he wants to talk to you everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah, like, Gen 1, he was, like, an actual rival who... Like becomes the champion before mm. you, and so you have to topple him. Yeah. Um, and Gen Two, he's a he's a villain who slowly be- becomes not a villain through character development. He's a villain who realizes how much he sucks. Yeah, like like literally because you keep beating him down savagely yeah. <laughs> every time he tries to fight yeah. you. He he becomes a better person. <laughs> Hopefully. I think by the end, the conclusion he reached is, I shouldn't hit my Pokemon as much. <laughs> yeah. He was like, like maybe maybe if I show compassion to my Pokemon, I might actually be a better trainer. Um, and then if you fight him like 80 times, <laughs> uh, he gets a Crobat. So, like, that's the, that's the character development. Mm. Uh, um... Yeah, and then in in Gen three, your rivals just Gen three. You have two rivals. They, One of they, them is just suck. another trainer who sometimes comes along and has a fight with you, 
and they otherwise they yeah. don't win. And then there's the wimpy little kid who gets you show him how to catch his first Pokemon, and then he shows up in Victory Road and yeah. tries to beat you and can't. Yeah, I like Wally. Wally's cool. Um, because he actually does like train and get better and mm. like he comes at you with a decent team at victory road like it's it's pretty cool mm. um and then brendan just kind of sucks i guess may if uh you do it the other way mm. around because like they're not really trying to like they're they're not antagonizing you and they're not like trying to be champion mm. so it, it they're just like along for the ride yeah it's it's lame it's like every rival pass <laughs> gen 5 yeah yeah because once um, you get to like gen 5 and 6 it's like your group of uh, like i remember gen 6 isn't there a part where you're like literally you and your four other rivals are all running down the street together like it's the start yeah. of an anime and you're all best friends and don't know where this journey is yeah, going to take like you. Is it going to make you all have to fight each other a bunch of times? Probably. Well, the 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 point is that they're not really your rivals; they're your friends who are just along yeah. with you. And like, there's the there's the the one that is not the not the character you pick is, is the actually your good one, quote unquote main rival. And, other, and then there's yeah. the cute one and the fat one and the 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 weird bug one. Yeah. I think <laughs> something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, like there's the, the the little fat kid that likes to dance. He's yeah. cool. Um, there's the there's the girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the girl one. <laughs> she. Yep, yep. She's a girl. That that's her whole character. <laughs> I wish I was yeah. joking. Um, and then there's there's another kid who nobody. Yeah, remembers I do not remember about. this third mysterious <laughs> fifth kid I, at all. I, I think you I think he was like a little fucking nerd. It sounds so. right. I I have no memory of this character. <laughs> yeah. I want to say he had orange hair, but I I could be wrong. We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> In yeah, we will. Won't we? Yeah. No, I'm I'm hoping I I'll, won't take two months to complete any more Pokemon games. Um. Yeah, Gen 4's Rivals, so far, is my least favorite one out of every rival that I remember. Mm. Um, like, he, he stops you in every city. He's like, hey, follow me. And then he brings you to a place that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, um, like, I don't remember much of Gen 5. I don't think Hop or um, How were as annoying for Gen 7 and 8. Yeah, in Gen Five, does your rival turn out to be the villain? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I I think Gen Five, the villains were N, no. who's like morally ambiguous, and his dad gets this. Who's the eye patch cape dude who lives in the castle <laughs> in upstate New York? <laughs> oh, it's an Albany yeah. castle. <laughs> That's a Steam Times reference for you. Yeah, he's, he's the guy with the sword and the cape and the eye patch and the yin yang dragons. You know, like like you find around New York State. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, you might find yin yang dragons in Chinatown. I don't know. Mm, maybe. Um. Yeah, Pokemon's good. It's fun, but it's also very tiring. Mm. <laughs> if if you don't pace yourself, uh, don't don't try to play a while in a year like I did. It's it's not as fun as it looks. No, I'll, I'll have to go back and find which episode you announced that you were doing this experiment. Because I probably said it was going to drive you I crazy. Think, I think I did in like November, yeah. and I mean I knew it would drive me crazy. Like I'm. I'm a person who gets really into one thing for a little while, mm. and then I find a new thing that I really like for a little while. Except Ace Combat, I'm always on that mm. shit. Uh, like just injects injects jet fuel into my veins. Mm. Um, I mean, don't don't do that. It would probably hurt. Um, yeah, like I I knew. I, I didn't think it would be easy or even fun. <laughs> I just did it because it'd be like, hey, this is a this is a weird thing I could do. <laughs> and also, I wanted to play all the Pokemon to get Pokemon games again. That way, if I if I really didn't like it, I could just be like, okay, I don't care about Pokemon anymore. Because <laughs> that that's like what I did with Kingdom Hearts, and it worked. I don't care about Kingdom Hearts anymore. They could do whatever the fuck they mm. want. It's fine. Just like sever the cord, but no. <sighs> anyway, um, I, I, I did find out that there is a super secret boss, Steven, um, in Pokemon Emerald. Oh, huh. so I will have to go back and do that eventually. Is that like after the battle frontier or? No, he's in he's in a cave. Okay. Um I think you need waterfall for it, which Oh, so he's in the dragon cave. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he's the champion in Ruby Sapphire and then they for some reason put Wallace as the champion for Emerald. Yeah. Yeah, so they they made him into red for mm-hmm. Emerald. So yeah, eventually I'll have to go back and do that. I'll probably just do it after I beat um, Platinum. Mm. And then maybe after that, I'll I'll do Pokemon Arceus. Oh no! Just to break up break up the um, standard Pokemon mm. <laughs> formula. Because then it's black and white, which is two games, and that'll suck. Mm. Um, so you're doing both black or white and black or white too? Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably do I don't know. I'll probably do black and black too, mm. I guess. I'll be an edgelord. <laughs> Play black so you can get the white dragon. Because they reversed yeah. it. <laughs> so you you get don't you get one and one and the other and two. Uh, yeah, I think because I think black has the white dragon on it. White has the black dragon on it, and then I don't remember if they flipped them back on black two and white two. Although at that point they're the half dragons because you merge them with Kyurum to get their weird merged forms. 
Yeah, that sounds like Halo Lord. Yeah, because they do fusion Digimon <laughs> in uh, Black 2, White 2. Yeah. Right. Anyway, Pokemon's good. Don't play it. <laughs> but you will anyway. We can't stop you. Yeah. Can't stop, won't yeah. stop. Non-stop. Yeah, just wait um, for November. Get the weed cat. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting the, the pepper... The Alla Pepper, mm. um, Pepper Doll. Yeah, I feel like I should um, see the final evolutions before I decide. It's gonna stand up. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 fire alligator is gonna um, be on all fours, and the 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 weed cat is gonna yeah, stand the up. Cat's gonna stand up. It's gonna have big old titties. Everyone's gonna. <laughs> Everyone's gonna draw pictures of it. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna have big old titties no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, somebody will draw. Somebody it already titties, has. Like, come on. Yeah. Somebody probably drew a weedle with titties. So I mean, come <laughs> on. But is there an oddish with titties? Oh, definitely. Like. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at Otis, don't you see like primal carnal desire? <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> you, you have to draw with <laughs> replace the feet with tits. <laughs> <laughs> what would be uh, okay? Um, la- last word of the podcast. What is the best Pokemon um, <laughs> to add titties to? Oh, hmm. I think I think Magnemite. <laughs> 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 just have him hang down. No, wait, that's just cast for Uh, Flabebe? <laughs> yeah, the tiny little, little sprite um, on a flower. <laughs> but also, just a big pair of honkers on it. <laughs> just a, <laughs> a big set of honkers. <laughs> <laughs> Some massive holo... No, Lagongas. I tried. <laughs> Some big Dobon honker. <laughs> okay. Um, I probably should hit stop. Yeah. Oh. That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>